0: Coming to you from the Flexbox Fantasy Federation's World Broadcasting Headquarters in Ottawa, this is the Weekly Show, Daily Edition. As always, I'm your host, Nick the Manpenner, and I'm joined this uh, this time by the guy who's been there since the very beginning of the Weekly Show. Please give a warm welcome to WizKid, Jeremiah Johnson.
1: I'm like the best host, let's be real.
0: I mean, I think you, you certainly are a favorite. Uh, people definitely miss you when you're not here, so having you twice in a week is a real gift.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I like to be controversial. If nothing else, people don't like my opinions, which is okay.
0: That's true. Uh, you are loud, proud, uh, and and unabashed in your opinions sometimes. <laughs> it's true. Uh but uh, I know, obviously, right now, uh, we've talked about this on the full-length episode of the weekly show for this week, but these aren't exactly the best days for you. Uh, you had a first-round exit from the championship playoff. Uh, how, how is that feeling? Does the, does the loss still sing?
1: Yeah, it bothers me a bit. I mean, I still still kind of wonder what if, right? Like, I, I know I've been taking a lot of heat for some of the moves I've made in the offseason. Or not the offseason, midseason there, kind of pivoting twice. But I honestly think, like with a little bit of luck, I could have gone pretty far, and I know that's a lot of it. As I'm sure you know, in the playoffs, is just kind of getting hot at the right time, right? So,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, there's always going to be what ifs for the teams that lose. Uh, so, looking forward into next season, uh, do you perceive another pivot coming on? Uh, what are what are your goals heading into the off season?
1: Well you see like the problem is like I pivoted so much that like I have no assets to pivot with. So I'm kinda like stuck on this go for it mode, I guess. Like I plan to draft prospects and I plan to trade those prospects with some of the other players I'm trying to move to get better and win next year. So I would say I'm going for it. Same plan.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh makes sense uh to go for it while you go for it. Uh, while you did lose in the first round, you still have had uh, a couple of consolation matchups. You're currently facing off against Chris Kennedy, uh, and you are ahead uh, at this stage, 71.5 to 61 points for Chris. Uh, is this a matchup that you take seriously? Do you still want
1: to win, even though that you're not going to be competing for a championship this week? So, like, I don't know if I'm allowed to admit this, but I'll do it anyway. Um, I do not care about the matchup, because I don't own any of my draft picks. So, getting a better spot by beating Chris doesn't really matter to me because I own like only 23rds and 24th 25th it don't belong to me um so someone else is benefiting from this matchup either way um and I don't know about you I, I think I've seen you make some pickups too but I'm making a couple pickups in terms of like fringy guys that I think might have value in the offseason like I, I added Jock Pedersen uh, Jose Martinez has been super hot and Max Freed I think so I'm not really trying to win the matchup but like these are just like guys that you pick up and you see what happens right
0: yeah, I was about to ask you about that. You've used all five of your matchup acquisitions. Uh, so, are these guys you think that you're going to be able to trade, or that you're going to consider as potential keepers? Like, what's the? You said they're fringy guys, but what's the long-term strategy on them?
1: Um. Well, I'll, some of them are just guys that I hope I can like throw in a deal. Like, if you ever get those kind of deals where like somebody wants another piece and they don't need a lot of value, then you could throw a guy like a, a Jock Patterson or. Or, you know, a Gregory Polanco in there, somebody with upside who's still young that, like, maybe somebody would want as, like, a third, fourth, final piece kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But somebody super interesting to me that, that was available was Aaron Hicks. And, I mean, Billy Hamilton isn't exactly lighting the world on fire at center field for me. So, I mean, Aaron Hicks had a great year minus some injuries. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to, to see if he can keep it up, but I'm definitely considering keeping him.
0: Yeah, well, and I think it is also fortunate for you, uh, in a sense, that you have this opportunity to pick up guys. Uh, obviously, some teams are making strategic moves with regards to who they add or who they drop, uh, specifically for matchups they're competing in actively. So by not caring about your matchup, I think that frees you up to make some more power moves than you might otherwise.
1: Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, I, I snagged Joe Ross again. And I'm not sure. I don't think I would keep him. But uh, Vince Velasquez, I might actually keep. Because I do think that he has high strikeout upside, and he had a bad year and he was injured, but you never really know, right? Like, this year's waiver fodder is next year's, uh, not all-star, but contributable player, right? Especially pitching.
0: It's it's true. Uh, You never really know how these things are going to play out. We'll have to see. Uh, Speaking of we'll have to see, Uh, I think it's time that we take a quick look at the Europa final. Uh, The Europa final, of course, is being contested actively between Jathish and Jeffrey Chow. Uh, and Jathish has built a very impressive lead now, uh, as of the time of recording, uh, about 11 p.m. on Wednesday, September 13th. Uh, he is up 108.7 to 57.1 uh, for Chow. Uh, today alone, Jathish has been uh, impressive again, 38.3 points to Chow's 22.4. Jeremiah, what are your thoughts on this matchup?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know about you, but like, I give Jathish a lot of credit. I mean... I listened to his, his episode on Monday and I, I heard him say he had like five or six like quality starters. And I remember, I, I haven't looked at his roster in a while, and I'm like, no way. Like, his starters were all fringy. But I mean, you look at it, like, Luke Weaver's been on fire. Danelson Lamette is like a strikeout pitching machine. Like, he's found some guys off the scrap heap just picking them up, like Lamette and Weaver, and they've been really good. Like, it's kind of frightening. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of worried about these next year personally. I think he could win the division so
0: yeah no uh i agree as a fellow division mate of jathish he his rise uh, over the past couple of weeks has been scary but i think what's more interesting is this utter collapse of chow uh i know that people were saying oh if he'd been in the championship he would have been a favorite to win it oh his team was you know just starting to peak at the right time but if you look after today he will have used six starts and none of them have been particularly effective uh the ones today obviously there's some potential uh Patrick Corbin still pitching in the Arizona Colorado game but even with that i mean it's hard to to see how things could have gone so wrong so quickly for chow
1: yeah and i mean i'm not i'm not saying chow's a bad manager by any stretch but some of the moves he's made this year just haven't worked out like last year i remember he made some deals for some veterans or some some win now pieces and it worked out for him like those guys were big right like I mean, to me, I always go back to, like, he traded Manny Machado for Josh Donaldson, and, and, like, Andrew Miller was also in that deal. Like, I'm sure he's missing Andrew Miller, and I know that he's missing Machado, because Machado has been very good lately. Um, Donaldson has kind of been hurt. But if you look at, like, his lineup right now, like, you know, Dexter Fowler's been pretty subpar. Like, I mean, he added Tim Anderson at shortstop, who I don't even think is, like, rosterable personally. But, I mean, that's just well, me.
0: think. If you look, I think he's got some of the biggest disappointments from this fantasy season on his team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Josh Donaldson doesn't didn't produce at the level a lot of people expected, but even further, Brandon Crawford at shortstop was a bit of a dud. Ian Kinsler, not great. Ryan Braun, especially. Like uh, There were just a bunch of guys that did not have the seasons that you would have expected. And while Chow was able to overcome that somewhat, he wasn't able to get quite as good of performance as he could have otherwise.
1: Yeah, and I think like you could throw Jake Arrieta in that uh in that pile as well, like I know he's been okay, but he's not like Jay Carrietta two years ago um, but like you can also throw in some things where like he got lucky too, right like Zach Grankie has been like unreal like bouncing back this year, which like I don't think many of us expected coming into the year, so I mean I agree with you, I think Chow will be better next year because I don't think his his players can be this bad multiple years in a row, but like if you look at the two teams long term, I would much rather have Jatisha's team um. If for no other reason other than, like, his bullpen is made up of basically, like, guys he just picked up off the off the waiver wire, like he said, right? So imagine if he actually drafts a bullpen with some research and with some picks, mm-hmm. how that could go. Yeah, uh,
0: and I mean again, this is not a, a slight against Chow. I think he did well to assemble the team he did, and he's coming off you know a pair of championships. So I think there's naturally going to be some decline there. Uh, but you're right; it's two different arcs now with Chow on a downswing and Jatish headed straight through the ceiling at the moment.
1: Yeah, and I think there's something to be said. Um, this this could be the second year in a row, actually. And I this might be too bold of a prediction that that if you're rebuilding, you can use the Europa as a stepping stone. If you can win Europa, you can probably go far in the playoffs. I mean, we saw Cam do it this year now in the final. And I mean, I wouldn't be that shocked if Jatish made the final next year as well. I just think, you know, when you're going for it, the Europa provides like a good incentive for teams to rebuild properly and to try to win. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think uh, that's a great transition point for us to start talking about the championship final, uh, the main event here. Uh, And it's been another very interesting day uh, in that championship. Flex uh, is up uh, on the day. Well, uh, let me backtrack first, uh, because at the time when we taped our last episode uh, on Tuesday night, it looked like Kim wasn't going to get many or any bullpen appearances. uh, But in total, he did pick up four. Uh, He got a couple of guys in the late games. So the final point total on Tuesday ended up being 519 For Flex, uh, 37.5 for Cam, so a win for Flex, but not by the lopsided margin we originally thought. Uh, And then looking at today's results, uh, today Flex is currently leading 26 to 23.7 for Cam, but that's a little bit misleading uh, on the basis that the uh, game between the Cubs and the Mets is still ongoing. Cam had John Lester, who started that game for the Cubs and is currently in line to get a quality start and probably a win and a pitcher team win, which would mean that that's an additional seven points for Cam, which would put him ahead on the day. But still, if you look at the overall scoreline, as of right now, not counting those seven points, it is Flex 110.1 points to 63.9 for Cam. So Flex still has a, a wide margin of a lead in this matchup, uh, Jeremiah, after all that, what are your thoughts at this current juncture on the matchup?
1: <laughs> Flex looks really good. I mean, I don't want to let him <laughs> all offseason go on, on about how he's so great and he won his own league. Um, but you know what? He looks really good. And it, I was looking at Cam's team, and something that's really perplexing to me is like Cam only has, as of right now anyway, four starts in his lineup. And I know he has two ads left, and Flex has none. But Cam's also started one game with Leicester tonight. So that would put him at five, six starts, maybe, somewhere in that ballpark. So even if he adds two more, he's looking at eight. And I guess I'm just kind of wondering, like, what did he use his other three ads on? And why weren't they starting pitchers to stream, right? Hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I know he added a bullpen piece or two. I know you guys mentioned that. But, like, to me, if he streams starters and gets lucky, I mean, that's worth more to me anyway than a bullpen piece. But that's just... I mean, it just depends. I, I don't know who he added. Hector Rondon, right? And Brian Dunsing, I guess, were the two guys? Yes. So, I mean, Hector Rondon's got four and a half points so far, and Brian Dunsing has gotten four, I think. Mm-hmm. Looks like four. So, I mean, yeah, that's great, but, like, if you could somehow, like, and this is obviously totally luck based, but if you could add a streamer, even a two starter, and I'm not sure if there are any available, but a two starter who could get you, say, 10 to 20 points if they had multiple good starts, that's worth more than a bullpen piece, right?
0: Yeah, uh, although I think uh, Cam's line of logic, uh, to take his stance for a minute, is that if you get a reliever who appears, uh, say, three times in a week, that's more or less somewhere in the you know 12-point range. If they appear a fourth time, that's 16 points. So it's oftentimes harder to find a streamer that you feel confident would get that many points versus a reliever. That said, I do think he'll probably at some point use his last two adds on getting some streamer starters for his team but you're right that it's a bit of an unorthodox strategy to date
1: yeah and i mean uh like i think he can still come back i don't want to say that cam can't come back because that takes all the the air out of the balloon so to speak but that jimmy nelson injury is kind of a big deal um because he's done for the year right but cam is getting andrew miller back so i think he's coming back thursday yeah says thursday so that could be super interesting if they use Miller in high leverage situations like frequently for the rest of the matchup. It could help, right? Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> so uh, there have been a couple of transactions in this matchup since we last recorded a podcast. Uh, so I think now is as good as time as any to talk about them. Uh, on Cam's side, he used his third matchup acquisition uh, to add Clayton Richard, a starter for the Padres, who's projected to start Friday's game at Colorado. So that's uh, clearly Cam trying to add a start to his overall total. Uh, and to add uh, to add Clayton Richard, he dropped Trevor Williams. Uh, so that was Cam's move, uh, which makes sense. But I think Flex's move, which is much more interesting, uh, and was made after the roster lock today, so it'll come into effect tomorrow, essentially. Uh, but Flex has dropped Bradley Zimmer to the waiver wire uh, in favor of adding Robbie Grossman, uh, the outfielder for Minnesota who will presumably fill the right field slot that is currently open on Flex's team. Uh, but, yeah, that is a a high-risk, high-reward play on Flex's part. Jeremiah, is that the sort of move that you would make if you were Flex?
1: Well, let's start with Flex, yeah. Um, I mean, guys, this is, like, this is the number one lesson I learned this year, is, like, save your pickups, because I wish I had a pickup right now to grab Bradley Zimmer, because I do think the guy will be... Uh, very usable next year. I think he'll have a good year. Um, Flex is clearly all in with this move because he's dropping a... I don't know if he would have kept Bradley Zimmer. I would have on his roster based on how it's played out this year. Um, but I'm not sure if he would have. But adding Robbie Grossman, uh, I know the waiver wire is pretty thin. But it's clearly a move to to solidify a hole because Bradley Zimmer's done for the year and he's just taking up a roster spot. And uh, you know what? You can't fault him for it. If he loses, people are going to critique him and, and say what well, you know, it was a bad move. But... In the context of the here and now, I think it was worth it because, like he says, you know, flags fly forever, right?
0: Uh, Flags fly forever, indeed. I think it's very clear that uh, Flex is all in right now. Obviously, Bradley Zimmer is a guy he would have loved to have going into this offseason, even if he wasn't planning on keeping him. I think there are a bunch of rebuilding teams that would have gladly traded for him. Robbie Grossman uh, is no slouch, uh, and he has been playing hot lately, so I can understand the logic, but I guess my my question is, with the lead that Flex has already built, does he really think, because by the time he's added Robbie Grossman, he'll only be in the lineup for four days, does he really think that four days of Robbie Grossman is worth giving up Bradley Zimmer, Uh, especially when you have essentially a 50-point lead in your matchup? I mean, obviously, uh, if Flex wants to win, he has to make moves to win, but... Uh, using your last pickup and doing it at this time in this way, I think that's a, a really tough call on Flex's part. I'm not sure I would have been the one to pull that off.
1: I, you know what? I would say, though, I, I think um, in Flex's case, I would, have, I would have waited a couple more days just because, you, like you said, he has like a 70-point lead right now. So if things get tight, um, you know, it's the way it goes. But I don't know, especially in the pitcher-driven matchup that we're seeing, if a hitter, like you said, will really make or break the matchup I, I don't think it will especially like a robbie grossman Not to me anyway robbie grossman is more likely to cost you points than he is to give you points right so i mean if i'm looking at the the waiver wire right now i mean heck mike fires has a spot start today but i guess it was too late for that maybe when he made the pickup but um yeah i mean there is there's a couple pitchers here that uh flex definitely could have picked up in my in my opinion anyway in my estimation you know Miranda, I know he was bad, but he's got a Sunday start. Helix, or, uh, well, Stevenson's not available, but I mean, Dylan Peters, Brent Suter, like, these are just guys you could just throw at the wall at at that point if you're panicking, right, on Sunday. Cam's caught up to you, you kind of just grab one of them and see what sticks, right? Because at that point, he's doing it anyway. He's costing himself Bradley Zimmer, right? So.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, In defense of Robbie Grossman, in the past seven days, he's put up 30 points, uh, 5.1 point average, so he has been very hot. I can understand the logic in adding him specifically, but you are right that there is a solid argument out there for just grabbing a pitcher late instead and seeing how it plays out a little bit more first.
1: Yeah, I mean, for all we know, Flex runs away with this matchup because Cam kind of falls apart and you know, now you get to keep an extra asset for the offseason. But, I mean, again, it's kind of like, you're in the championship, you might as well push all your chips to the middle of the table. So I, I'm kind of riding the line here, obviously. I think uh, it's it's a defensible move, and it is justifiable, but I'm just not sure if I would have pulled the trigger today or yesterday when he picked them up.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, if Flex loses, though, if he fails to win the championship... Uh, even if Robbie Grossman hurt, uh, helps him, uh, I think there are still going to be a lot of people questioning that move, uh, and he could be out twice, out of a championship and also out of a, a Zimmer.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, are we going to shift the camera, or, or do you want me to just... Yeah, do you, you want to talk about Cam's move? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what happened to me, right? Like, I was when I was facing Cam, I had a couple guys who had their start skipped, and it's like, nothing takes a window to your sails when, like, you know, an Austin Pruitt's put in the bullpen, or... Or, you know, somebody's getting their start skipped. So this is kind of like, in Cam's case, you're not even gaining a start, right? Like, you're just treading water, right? Like, Trevor Williams was going to start Friday, but they're skipping him for some reason. So, I mean, Clayton Richard in Colorado is not an appealing start to me. I think there was better options out there. But maybe Cam has a strategy that I'm just not privy to, right? Like, I I don't know.
0: Yeah, uh, it's possible. Uh, Clayton Richard, for. I mean, he hasn't put up negative points in the start for a while. It uh, is about the nicest thing I can say. Uh, he did put up 18 points in his last start against St. Louis, so maybe he will be good uh, against Colorado. But you're right. It's a, a suboptimal situation anytime real life mix ups uh, are affecting your fantasy team in this way.
1: Yeah, and I mean, not not to the uh, he doesn't have the ceiling of a clayton richard maybe in starts but i mean matt boyd has not gone negative in about five starts now and i mean he's got the chicago white Sox on sunday who are about as punchless as it gets so that's an example of a start that you know i'd roll the dice on something like that like why not i mean you're already behind right so i, I know he probably thinks richard's the best start and how can we critique him when they're in the final but um cam looks like he's struggling so it's going to be kind of interesting to see what he can do
0: Yeah, well, uh, expand on that. So let's say you're Cam. Uh, You're going to be down 50, 40 points maybe after today. Uh, And you'll have, obviously, a bunch of starts still left. uh, But you only have 2 matchup acquisitions. What are you using those for? How are you going
1: to play this out if you're Cam? If I'm Cam, I mean, I'm getting two streamers, like starting pitchers undoubtedly. Um, I know that... uh, That he's got, I think, two Friday, two Saturday. So it it really, honestly, does not even matter when he gets these starts. So I'd just be looking at the best matchups available. Um, And unfortunately, there's not many. I would probably roll one of the Baltimore Orioles pitchers at the Yankees. I know that's, you know, some people might be shocked about that. But, I mean, in terms of what's going on, I mean, Wade Miley's been okay lately. Um, Jeremy hellickson has been kind of shitty lately. But either one of them, I'd, I'd probably go Wade Miley for tomorrow. I'd pick him up. And, uh, yeah, I'd probably go with, like, Matt Boyd or, or somebody of that ilk um, on the Sunday. But there's a couple options, right? Like, Brent Suter at Miami, to me, is kind of an interesting, interesting option based on the fact that I owned Brent Suter before. And he has the potential to be very good. He's put up 15, 20 points semi-recently. Um, so, yeah, those are probably guys I'd look at. I'd obviously avoid, like, a Colorado, a Cleveland... AJ Griffin at Los Angeles would also be fine So I think there's lots of choice for Cam But he's obviously going to have to use Two starters If he has any chance
0: mm-hmm. uh, Well I guess my follow-up questions Part A and Part B uh, Part A is when would you add those streamers Are those guys you're going to try and add now By dropping a, a couple of other pitchers uh, And question B is When you are adding starters Would you drop Jimmy Nelson
1: Okay, well, I would not drop Jimmy Nelson, but I know that Cam will. (laughs) So I don't know if that answers your question, but I – you know what? I probably would not. But I guess it would also depend on if I'm Cam and I'm looking over my team, like what do I want to keep next year? Am I kind of pivoting and doing a a different strategy? Because that's a big part of it. Is he going to try to keep some bullpen pieces or is he going to just kind of do some weird thing with prospects that he always does? I don't really know. But I probably would not drop Jimmy Nelson. Um just looking at his roster, if I'm really worried about it, I'm probably dropping, like, Matt Injuries, for example, who has been very bad and doesn't even look like he's going to be starting anymore. So I'd probably drop him for starters and add a, add a streamer. And your part B or your part A, I guess. Um, well, see, I always add guys too early, so <laughs> clearly that's my flaw. I, I would want to add them, like, this minute. Because, <laughs> you know, I'd be very curious to somebody who listened to this if they go out and kind of pick up you have some pickups and you're in a useless matchup pick up some guys to see if you can screw over cam it would be kind of interesting um so i'd add them right now but i think cam will add them more in, in towards the weekend so
0: yeah uh and i think i support that logic of waiting at least a little bit longer just because you've already been screwed once by shifting schedules don't yeah. open yourself up to the possibility of getting screwed again
1: no 100 percent, yeah so i i mean i would advise that he that he wait but uh, it'll be funny. I think it'll be funny if somebody picks up someone. But I think Jimmy Nelson and Matt Andriese will be the two guys he drops most likely.
0: Mm. So uh, we gotta we gotta move on. Uh, we got a preview tomorrow, uh, Thursday, which will be I think a very interesting day in this matchup uh, because obviously Thursday, not as many major league teams are playing. Uh, if you look on Cam's side, he will only have four batters in action. In action, Joey <laughs> Votto, Robinson Cano. Uh, AJ Pollock and Nelson Cruz uh, are all the guys that are playing. He does have one start, uh, Zach Goodley in Arizona. Uh, He is facing off. Uh, He will be at home against Colorado, so that's an interesting start for him on the Thursday. If you flip over to Flex's team, Flex similarly has a couple of batters who have days off, Uh, but. Only one, I believe, is going to affect his lineup. Uh, specifically, Kevin Kiermaier in Tampa Bay. Other than that, uh, he'll have the catcher slot open, but otherwise, be rolling with uh, seven batters. Uh, but he does not have a start on his team. So, what are your predictions looking at tomorrow's lineups?
1: Well, I mean, if I'm if I'm Cam, I'm like desperately hoping that. Uh the God Zach Godley just kind of comes through for me. Right. I mean, the Colorado Rockies matchup at Arizona or Colorado would not be too appealing. So you're just going to have to hope that you can have a good matchup and get you lots of strikeouts. And I mean, I think he can, it's just probably not the likeliest outcome. Um, yeah. So I guess you're hoping that flex has a pretty mediocre offensive day. Um, I know he, most of his bats are playing, but I mean, Robbie Grossman, you know, Kyle Schwarber hasn't been hot lately. So you're, you're hoping he has a negative day. He's not getting any starts, and you hope Zach Godley kind of kills it for you, and you you go up, say, 15 or 20 points on the day and cut into that lead, right? Uh,
0: Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Uh, I don't think that either team can really hope for... Or, or has the likelihood of having a dominating offensive performance, the likes of which would completely change things. Uh, I think if you're Cam, all you're hoping to do is cut into that lead, uh, thanks largely to Zach Godley, who I would point out uh, last time against Colorado, he was playing them at Colorado on September 3rd, and he did strike out seven on route to 17 and a half points. So it's not impossible for him to do very well in this matchup. Uh, on Flex's side, from his point of view i think you just want to hold the course obviously you've made all your additions now so you just hope all your batters play uh if they're scheduled to start and that they get some hits
1: yeah i mean it's going to be very interesting i know as you guys get into the weekend how it'll go but um yeah if i'm cam i'm just trying to get it within 50 points because on the weekend it's going to be tough flex has got some starts and you got some starts so you kind of want to keep it within about 50 points gets more than 50 going into say friday or saturday it's gonna be real tough for cam to come back
0: yeah well and let's not forget i mean in his past two matchups cam has relied on big weekend comebacks to win uh he did it in the quarterfinals he did it in the semifinals so it's not impossible that cam will do it again but the important thing is he has to keep it close right now
1: yeah i think the only caveat with with the last two matchups was he had better aligned starts like I know, in my matchup, he had 11 starts, and I think the week before that, the week after, he had 10. And he's not going to get near that this week. I think mean, he's going to get eight, if he's lucky, seven or eight. So he's he's got to get lucky. I think he's he's kind of managed himself, unfortunately, into a, a situation. So,
0: mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah, I think I agree. Cam's back is against the wall. Uh, but if there's anyone who can pull out a miracle, the the ultimate comeback kid, <laughs> that would be Cam. So I think we'll just have to watch and see what happens.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think, honestly, though, and I will say this probably as a parting comment, I think the best thing for the league would be for Flex to win, because that would be a, a new champion. So I think that would be good.
0: Mm, so you're supporting Flex in this?
1: Um, you know what, I wasn't at the beginning of the week, but after watching kind of the moves he's made and the way his team's been responding, I mean, it's hard to go against him, that's for sure.
0: Interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, I can see that. Uh, uh, were, were those your parting comments? Anything else you want to add here?
1: No, that's, uh, those are pretty much my party comments.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, fair. Leaving on a high note. Well, thank you, Jeremiah, very much for being here. Obviously, always love to talk to you about these things. you got some great opinions. I'm sure by the time people are listening to this, Slack is already blowing up. But uh, uh, on behalf of all of us here at Flex Fox Broadcasting, good night and good fantasy.